For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Dersh Show. Um, I want to continue the conversation we had yesterday about the district attorney of Fulton County, um, Fannie Willis, and her uh, boyfriend, special prosecutor, because I really think that has an enormous uh, impact on our perception of justice, the criminal justice system, and the cases, uh, particularly the case in Fulton County against Donald uh, uh, Trump. Look, I think there's enough there already to disqualify the entire office. Um, uh, look, what, what, what do we know even before the hearing begins? We know that there is currently a sexual relationship between the special prosecutor and the district attorney. Um, we know that they went on trips uh, together. Um, we know that at least some of the bills seem to have been paid by the special prosecutor giving a financial benefit possibly to Fannie Willis, although she claims that they went Dutch treat and they paid uh, their own way. That obviously will come out uh, uh, during the hearing. We also know that uh, Fannie Willis early on before any of this happened said she had a policy that she would never date anybody in her office because it has such an enormous impact on the relationships within the office. For example, she's the district attorney. She's elected. She's supposed to supervise um, her special prosecutor. If he goes uh, over the rails or does anything wrong, she's supposed to rebuke him or fire him. Well, well, does she have that perspective when she's in bed with him? Um, so I think there's enough there already, certainly to disqualify the two of them. But then we have this added, this added factor, which is, which is the smoking gun. And that is they have both made statements, which if false, uh, would subject them appropriately to criminal prosecution, bar discipline, and a range of other sanctions. Um, maybe they're telling the truth, but they are saying that their sexual relationship didn't begin until after uh, she made a decision to appoint him. In other words, the decision to appoint him was completely independent of the sexual relationship. She admits they had a relationship, but it didn't turn sexual until, until afterward. Now, you know, that, that's a hard argument to make. It's hard to prove, hard to disprove. I mean, this is not a situation where they just met one night and, and decided, wow, we're, we were meant for each other. Some enchanted evening, you will meet a stranger. You will meet a stranger across a crowded room, and you will know. Da, 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 da. That's, it's not a some enchanted evening moment. Uh, this is a, a friendship that evolves into a sexual relationship. So what's this hearing going to be like? My God, is the judge going to allow testimony about how the, the relationship developed 
um, on such and such date, did you kiss her? Uh, oh, yeah, but but that that's it. Did did you do? Did you hug her? Did you? When did you? Do we really want to hear all that? Um, and will we believe it um, if it comes from only the two of them and they're describing their kind of intimate boudoir relationship and how it developed from a friendship into a sexual uh, relationship? Or should we just presume that a relationship that ultimately became uh, sexual, admittedly, must have had a sexual component earlier, you know, how do we define a sexual? Are we, are we going back to Bill Clinton land? Um, what is a sexual relationship? Uh, you know, does it include oral sex? Does it include this? Does it include that? <laughs> is that what the hearing is going to be about? Uh, this is going to, and he doesn't want to turn it into a circus. My God, this sounds like a circus, but how do we avoid that? I mean, they, he filed, as far as I remember, an affidavit under oath subject to perjury. Uh, saying that they didn't um, have a sexual relationship until after the um, uh, decision was made to hire him. She, I think, represented that to the court. I'm not sure she did it under oath, but that certainly constitutes disbarable conduct if she, in fact, told the court, look, I, I didn't have sex with a guy until after I hired him, and and it turns out that it's not true. And And who's the witness against them? That's interesting. There is a witness who was a former law partner, but also was in a legal relationship somehow with the the boyfriend, with the special prosecutor, with Nathan. So uh, is he going to be allowed to testify? Is there going to be an issue of lawyer-client privilege? Uh, obviously, lawyer-client privilege doesn't generally cover sexual uh, relationships, but if the nature of the legal representation was, hey, I need to retain you because I'm having a sexual relationship with my boss, and that might be covered by the lawyer-client privilege. So this is going to be a fascinating hearing. I don't know whether it's going to be on television. So far, the material has been on television. I suspect that the legal arguments will probably be on television, but I wonder if the judge will uh, allow the testimony, particularly if he allows testimony at all about the sex material to be to be televised. We know that he will allow testimony about any financial benefits that might have accrued to Fannie Willis from appointing uh, her friend to the special prosecutor's role. Will we also hear testimony? Why? Why him? I mean, put, putting everything else aside, putting everything else aside, let's assume nothing illegal had occurred. Let's assume that Everything she said was truthful. Let's assume that they went Dutch treat. Let's assume all of that is true. I don't necessarily believe all of that's true, but let's assume all of that's true. Can you imagine worse judgment by an elected prosecutor than to pick a man to be the special prosecutor who has no experience in RICO cases, who has not done a lot of felony, serious, complex prosecutions, I mean, this is the kind of case you need a world's leading expert. And, and, and who does she hire? Her friend, maybe her sex mate, maybe not, but her friend to do this job. This is the most important case in the history of Fulton County. This is the most important case in her history, in her life. And, and she goes around appointing this guy to do the job, putting aside 
every legal and moral and 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 ethical issue can you imagine anything dumber stupider showing poorer judgment than this i can't i can't imagine so here we have a situation where we're going to we're going to have a hearing where the public is going to know the results of the hearing we may not know everything about the hearing but we'll know the results of the hearing and 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 the issue is will this destroy the case will it create a situation that requires uh, the case to be started from scratch now there 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 are various possible remedies that could occur let's assume worst case scenario let's assume the judge believes there was a sexual relationship that it preceded the the hiring that there was some financial benefit and he disqualifies her and him next question is does he disqualify the whole office or does he allow the office to continue under the leadership of the say deputy district attorney or assistant district attorney and allow some of the same lawyers remember there's another lawyer who is paid less than this lawyer, but another lawyer uh, who um, uh, is involved in the case, do they allow him to take over or does the judge say, look, enough's enough. Uh, we're taking this case out of the district attorney's office in Fulton County. We have to bring in a, another district attorney's office from the adjoining county to uh, analyze the case and to decide whether or not the case should be brought at all. And if it's to be brought to be prosecuted the case, to prosecute the case. I don't know what the judge is is going to do. And um and and there's no precedent for a case like this. So, you know, already remember, Fannie Willis was disqualified from a previous case where she had attended a fundraiser um, for the opponent of the person she was prosecuting, and it was decided by the authorities that she couldn't proceed, and and the case had to be tried. By a, a different uh, a different uh, person, that may happen here as well. We just don't know, and and the question uh, is open. But again, the most important case in the history of this district attorney's office, the most important case in this district attorney's history, the most important case in the special prosecutor's history, and they mess it up like this. Um, it's not going to be good for the office. It's not going to be good for any prosecutor to have this burden uh, around him. And so, and so the question is, where do we go from here? And how did we get here? And, 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 and does this uh, have an impact on, on generally how Trump looks to the public? Does it uh, have an impact? Um, let's assume this case is dismissed on other cases. Um, remember, he has a similar case, an almost identical case, a similar case pending in um, in, uh, in in the District of Columbia. That case will go forward. Uh, one more point about this case, which is, is it irony? Is it just, again, points to the absurdity? What is Trump and his formerly 18 co-defendants now down to, what, a dozen or so co-defendants what are they charged with? Well, among the things they're charged with is lying to courts and lying to legislatures and telling lies in legal documents. 
can they be prosecuted by somebody who herself has been accused credibly, whether it's true or not, we'll hopefully find out at the hearing. Can, can they be accused of, uh, uh, of, of lying uh, in a court proceeding when in fact the prosecutor has been found by the judge or at least arguably based on the evidence to have herself uh, uh, lied in, in legal papers? I mean, the kettle, you know, who's calling the kettle, all of that. Uh, and, 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 and we have to ask all of those questions. And why do we have to ask all those questions? We have to ask all those questions only because of the decision of, of Fannie Willis, the, the, the multiple decisions. Um, whether they're related or not, we'll find out at the hearing. But the decision to hire this guy, utter, utterly less qualified than a dozen other people. I mean, I know a dozen lawyers in, in, in Georgia who would be 100% more qualified to prosecute this case than this guy. And, and, and second, let's assume, let's assume what she says is correct. She then develops a sexual relationship out of a friendship with the guy she's just hired, paying him $650,000, then taking trips with him, Dutch Street to be sure, but trips with him uh, anyway. This just, just, it doesn't pass the smell test. It doesn't pass the shoe on the other foot test. It doesn't pass the test of how prosecutors should conduct themselves. Um, but a lot will depend on what happens at, at the hearing. The hearing is being held on, on, on Thursday. Um, again, don't know the extent to which it will be available to the public to listen to and watch. Um, but we will certainly know the outcome and, and the result. And um, it, 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 even if nothing happens, let's assume from the point of view of Fannie Willis, best case scenario, judge disbelieves the testimony about sexual relationship prior thereto. He says there's nothing wrong with a sexual relationship. He finds that no financial benefits uh, were achieved. This is, and let's assume that, and they do a great job and, and the special prosecutor wins a conviction. <laughs> that conviction is going to be appealed. It's going to be appealed probably on many grounds, but certainly among the grounds will be the failure of the trial judge to disqualify uh, Fannie Willis and her boyfriend. That issue will go up to the higher courts, both in the state of Georgia and and possibly to the federal courts and to the United States Supreme Court. It will always cast some doubts about the validity of the, of the conviction. Look, she has a way out before Thursday or even after Thursday. She can recuse herself from the case. And if she recused herself from the case and fired the special prosecutor and hired some highly qualified you know, law professor who's written 10 books on RICO violations and other violations, or hire somebody who is is beyond reproach, the greatest expert on RICO uh, in, in, in the state of, of Georgia, maybe there's a possibility of redemption there. It's, it's possible, it's possible that she could, um, by simply recusing herself and him uh, and, and assigning the case to uh, the other prosecutor who's been involved and maybe bringing on board 
a new guy who, with whom she is not going to have an affair, uh, or a new woman, um, uh, maybe the case could be salvaged. I don't think so. I think this case sounds like it's it's beyond a repair and, and, and redemption. And um, you can say, who's the beneficiary of it? Is it Donald Trump? Well, if he's guilty, it's Donald Trump. If he's innocent, uh, he, he's not the beneficiary. Um, Fulton County is largely Democrat, but not as overwhelmingly, for example, as New York and the District of Columbia. So it's possible he and his co-defendants could get a fair trial. Already they've been prejudiced by the fact that some of the co-defendants have pleaded guilty, including lawyers. Um, they're going to withdraw their pleas if the judge finds that there was a, um, uh, a disqualification here or a violation of ethical rules. So uh, Fannie Willis may lose her guilty pleas as well. Now, with the guilty pleas often comes a promise to cooperate. So does that weaken the case even more um, if she loses not only her convictions that she's already obtained through guilty pleas, but if she loses uh, a willingness of co-defendants to cooperate, they're usually the best or among the best uh, witnesses, um, uh, although their credibility can be questioned too if they were given a, a benefit for their for their testimony. But what a mess, what a mess, and a mess based solely on, on, on you know, what's, what's going on. I, CNN is about to do a, a series, I haven't seen it, I don't know if it's been on yet, I'm not a big watcher of CNN, about scandals in America, the United States of Scandal with Jake, with Jake Tapper, and obviously they include all the obvious ones of elected officials who have had to leave office based on, on, on scandal. Wow, what about this one? Um, she may not have to leave office. She may not even lose her reelection bid. Don't know what the politics is uh, uh, down there. But I can tell you one thing. I have never seen a DA uh, screw up as badly as Fannie Willis, even if the worst case scenario doesn't come to be proved. And even if her best case scenario does come to be proved. There's no way she comes out of this thing looking like a legitimate uh, prosecutor. I mean, one of the biggest problems that we have in our country today is people legitimately and understandably don't trust our, our legal system. They don't trust prosecutors. Uh, of course, they should not be trusting uh, people like the District Attorney of New York and the Attorney General of New York, uh, who gave me the title for my book, Get Trump. I mean, obviously, the reason I wrote a book called Debt Trump is because here you have district attorneys uh, and, and, and U.S. And, 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 and attorneys general who are running for office on the Lavrenti Beria, uh, Joseph Stalin exchange of show me the man and I'll find you the crime. Uh, when prosecutors set out to prosecute somebody, um, that creates real problems of perception of the criminal justice system. I have to tell you, special counsel create problems of perception with the criminal justice system as well, whether they're called special prosecutors, special counsel, or independent counsel. Names change, but the focus doesn't change. You're given somebody, a target, and you're told, check it out and see if the evidence warrants prosecution of this, of this target. 
And you're not asked to look at the whole universe of people and see whether this person deserves. Now, you know, in, in the her case, the case of the special prosecutor of, of Joe Biden, he did do a comparative analysis, but he didn't do it right. And, and, and he alienated everybody in that case. He hurt uh, Joe Biden by talking about him being, you know, a nice old man who doesn't have much of a memory. And uh, he helped Joe Biden by saying he shouldn't be prosecuted on the basis of the wrong criteria. Um, and, and so we live in an age where, where prosecutors and the entire criminal justice system is under a microscope and uh, the, the negatives are so high. And when you don't trust your criminal justice system, it's really, it's really dangerous to the rule of, of law. And, and I think Fannie Willis has done more to cause distrust in our criminal justice system than uh, all the other prosecutors uh, in this case. Well, maybe, maybe Bragg in New York uh, for bringing a prosecution uh, based on a non-crime. Um, but, but Fannie Willis has uh, certainly done uh, a, a real job uh, of um, influencing in a most negative way how our criminal justice system operates. So stay tuned. On Thursday, we either will hear or we won't hear. I hope we hear. I hope this judge, who seems like a, a decent, balanced, young uh, judge, will open the proceedings, let it be on television, let them claim privileges if they don't want to testify. I don't think they have any real uh, privileges. And, 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 and let the public make its own determination as to whether or not this uh, justice can be achieved in a situation where you have this kind of relationship between the elected prosecutor and the special prosecutor that she appointed uh, and now is involved in a sexual relationship with involving trips and payments of trips, et cetera, et cetera, and payments of money to the special prosecutor and his lack of qualifications. Let's put that all out there. The judge will write a decision. Um, the options are multiple as to what he can do. Uh, at the very least, I think he should disqualify um, uh, her and him. I think she, he should also disqualify the office. Um, uh, I don't think he will go so far as to dismiss the case, but um, it certainly uh, gives uh, more hope to the co-defendants in this case that um, it's not going smoothly for the prosecution. So stay tuned and we'll see what happens. Let's turn to some, some letters. I got some very good letters uh, since yesterday. All right, I made a mistake. I called her Taylor Smith instead of Taylor Swift. No, I'm not a Swifty. I don't think I have ever heard her sing a song. My wife tells me she's great. And I will listen to her sing a song. She seems, you know, seems seems able and, and talented. I don't like her getting involved in politics, but I don't like anybody who a celebrity is getting involved in politics. But I called her Taylor Smith, apparently. I didn't even know that. I know her name is Taylor Swift, but I just misspoke. But I'm not running for office. And so, you know, if President Biden had called her Taylor Smith, it would be over. I mean, the Swifties would all turn against him, and and that would uh, destroy his a lot of his base within the Democratic Party. So I'm sorry, Taylor Swift. Uh, I will listen to your music, decide whether to become a Swiftie or not. 
But uh, I now know, I know now your name. I knew her boyfriend's name more than I knew her name because I follow football more than I do popular singing. Okay. Isn't it true in the United States that the trier of fact is not even allowed to consider a defendant's lack of cooperation in deciding a case? Yes, that's generally true. And that's why it shouldn't have been considered by the special counsel in this case. Uh, the jury should not know whether or not a defendant cooperated or didn't cooperate. Uh, it should be based on, on the evidence in the case. Now, if the defendant puts in evidence of his lack of mental capacity, then the jury can hear it if it's relevant. But do you think that that if if President Biden were to come to trial, uh, he would actually put in the evidence that he had a bad memory? I do not think so. Um, that relates to another question. They asked me, one of the questions is, why didn't I mention the fact that a sitting president, oh, okay, why didn't Dersh ever mention the rule against indicting a, civil, a sitting president? First, there's no rule we know of. We're not sure. Um, the Justice Department has a policy. The reason I didn't mention it is because the special counsel, Hurt, said that's not the reason he's not prosecuted. He said even if he could prosecute, he wouldn't prosecute based on the fact that his memory and all of that kind of stuff and that the jury wouldn't convict Wrong reason, wrong basis, wrong criteria, but um, it it, um, it it doesn't. He didn't base it on the fact that there was a um, uh, that he's a sitting president, um, and of course, a sitting president, as we know, can be indicted after he leaves the presidency. Particularly in this case, if the statute of limitations still applies, because what he did, he didn't do as president, uh, and there'd be no case of immunity. Okay. Professor, a court in the Netherlands has barred the government from selling spare jet fighter parts in Israel. Hamas activists are seeking similar legal measures in Great Britain. Does Israel have any recourse against such action? Well, they certainly have recourse in the countries. It's outrageous that uh, allies of the United States, that NATO partners would refuse to sell spare parts to a democracy that's trying to defend itself. Israel's not part of NATO. That's always been something that's been up for consideration. But I think it's it's outrageous, and uh, I have to tell you, for me, if the Netherlands goes along with this, I would myself urge a boycott on uh, the Netherlands. Um, uh, I don't think it's appropriate to boycott um, Israel. Um, did they does do the Netherlands boycott Iran? Do they boycott China? Do they boycott Cuba? Do they boycott other countries? Is this only Israel? Is it only anti-Semitism or anti-Zionism? These are issues that I think Netherlands has an obligation. Speaking of Netherlands, by the way, people have seen the film Anne Frank um, uh, or read the book, um, Diary of Anne Frank, somehow have the wrong impression that there were a lot of people in the Netherlands who helped Jews um, during the Holocaust. The Netherlands was one of the worst countries um, in Europe in terms of protecting Jews. Um, um, many, many Dutch citizens regarded themselves as ethnically German, and it was an enormously high level of support for Nazis among the Dutch. And so don't give the Dutch a, a, a free pass. The history of anti-Semitism in Holland is great, and the most recent manifestation of it is the refusal uh, by a court to allow uh, Dutch companies to sell needed, necessary defense parts uh, to Israel. So uh, 
no cheers for no cheers for Holland on this show. Um, what is the purpose of the 25th Amendment? That's a really interesting question. 25th Amendment uh, was written because of the failure of the Constitution itself to provide for a situation where a president was incompetent. Um, the, the impeachment clauses of the uh, Constitution uh, provide only for removal based on, on, on criminal-type misconduct, treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. So if you have a president who had a stroke, as Woodrow Wilson did, or um, other major incapacitating illnesses, there was no real way of removing them under the um, uh, impeachment clauses. You could not impeach them. It wasn't their fault. They had the stroke. They didn't commit criminal conduct. So the 25th Amendment was introduced to create an alternative. Now, the 14th Amendment did not create yet a third alternative uh, to be able to get uh, somebody not to be able to serve as president because of, of insurrection. That was, in my view, limited to uh, the Civil War and subject to uh, rescission by Congress, which was done in a number of instances. So, you know, we live in interesting times. Um, I'm looking forward to the hearing on Thursday, not for prurient interest, not for circus, but because, you know, I taught legal ethics for, what, 30, 35 years at Harvard, and I care deeply about the integrity of our judicial system, and I want to hear the evidence. I want to know what, in fact, Fannie Willis did and didn't know. And once we hear that evidence, we'll all be in a position to make a, a better uh, decision about how, if at all, the case should proceed. See you tomorrow. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.